0: Hi, I'm Rochelle Jackson, and this is The Crime Couch. I'm an investigative journalist and true crime author, and I know who's who in the zoo. The crims, the cops, and the interesting individuals in between. So get comfy and join me here on The Crime Couch. It's going to be one heck of a journey. At Police Care Australia, we know that happy cops make the world a safer place. We understand only too well the threats and pressures cops face every day and the toll it takes. That's why we've established a health and well-being hub or a place with resources where former and current police members, families and their friends can get help and assistance. It's an online portal where you can get support and counselling with professionals that understand police. Police Care Australia is a joint initiative between the National Police Memorial and the Police Federation of Australia. You can find out more details about Police Care Australia at their website www.policecareaustralia.org. Ken Ashy Ashworth was one of the hard men in the job. He retired as a Victoria Police Detective Inspector, was awarded an APM and two Chief Commissioner's commendations. Ashy worked in the armed robbery and homicide squads before heading up the Water Police Search and Rescue squads. He was awarded a Churchill Scholarship to study port security and CT, was rotated back to the crime department before joining the Piranha Task Force. Ashy then worked in the Trident Task Force, where he investigated organised crime on the waterfront. Now, Ashy has turned his talents to reality TV, working in Channel 10's series, The Hunted. Hi Ashy, and welcome back to The Crime Couch. Hi, Rochelle. Well, uh, thanks. Uh, it's good to be here. Ashy, for those who don't watch The Hunted, what on earth is the program all about? It's a reality show
1: where uh, a team of hunters have to chase down the fugitives. And they're called fugitives because they're on the run for 21 days. There's rules and guidelines that they have to follow, same as what the... The hunters have to do. There's ground hunters. I think there's five teams, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta and Echo. They're on the road and they're managed out of Hunter HQ, which is where the chief is. And he has his two deputies and support staff and the cyber crew that do all the analytical side of things. There's a forensic doctor in there and she does assistance with profiling of the fugitives on the run.
0: Why did you decide to be part of the program? They made me an offer too good to
1: refuse, I guess. Uh, I was just out uh, one morning and um, the phone rang and it was a producer from Endemol Shine who I'd uh, worked with once before at Search and Rescue when they did a documentary, and it was Deb Byrne. And she said, look, we're bringing this show to to Australia. It's quite successful overseas. And um, we're interviewing some people for the the chief's job. Now, your name has come up. And I said, oh, that's very kind. And she told me who's put my name forward. So I did an interview and... um, I turned it down, Uh, they didn't make a a formal offer but I didn't want to be on camera or anything like that and um, they said, oh thanks, you know, you interviewed well. Lo and behold, two weeks later Deb brings me back and she says, we'd like to offer you the job of referee and advisor, okay, this is for series one and help with with writing it. I said, okay, so that's how it happened. And the rest is history, and now we're in our second series. The first series was nominated for a Logie, which we didn't get, unfortunately, but it was good to be recognised. I was pretty happy with that. And it's 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 interesting to see how television is put together. And I know we work flat out when they're on the run for the 21 days, we put in big hours doing that. It's interesting to see how it's edited, it comes up for about an hour, an hour and a half program, and you think, Hang on, that took days, but you see it on the television. I quite often get comments from, from ex-coppers and serving coppers as well say, so, you know, it's all crap because you don't get warrant that quickly and, you, well, nobody wants to sit there for 24 hours while you go and get a search warrant, but it's, it is in real time when it's done. Uh, when they ask for CCTV, the, it's not just handed straight over. There will is a delay, so it is real time. Um, And if they find CCTV in a street, well, they've got to go and get the ground hunters to go there to recover it. Now it's done in real time, but there's no real footage. The footage is taken by a cameraman who follows people that way, but the delay is real time. And it's the same with, they want an intercept on a telephone, they can't just get it because they want it. They've got to have some sort of justification to link to it which you don't see on TV, but would make very boring TV, wouldn't it? But uh, that actually happens behind the scenes.
0: And welcome to TV, because that's what you do. You know, you want to see the excitement, you don't want to see all the boring bits.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And they don't have to go into the uh, laborious task of doing affidavits, but they have to do uh, a submission as to why they want certain things, whether it be a listening device, uh, a telephone intercept, or a tracker put on a car. It all has to be compliant with state laws, state and federal laws, just because it's realistic. Um, You'll see on the show they talk about telematics. Now telematics isn't um, used a lot here in Australia like it is overseas. Some cars have it and some cars don't. And quite often they'll ask for telematics intercept on on a car. And I've then quickly got a ring The car makers uh tell me about this telematics and sometimes we knock it back they get refused because it's some quite often it's an optional extra that the person has to pay for and we go to the files or the dossiers of people on the show who supply cars and things like that and one of the things we've included is does your car have telematics etc cetera, etc. Cetera.
0: Because I was going to say my car doesn't have telematics because mm. it's an older car.
1: Yeah exactly. It's only the more recent cars have it and most of them are optional extras where you have to enter into an agreement and it's monitored and things like that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Now, Ashie, at HQ, Hunter HQ, as they say, there's the Chief, Dr David Craig, Deputy Intelligence is Ben Owen, and Lead Intelligence is a former VicPol detective. There's also the Ground Hunters. Where did they pull the crew from? What are their backgrounds? The
1: Ground Hunters, they're all ex-police or uh, special forces. That's that's their background. So they've got the experience in uh, surveillance, interview techniques, um, and they're all pretty good at it they're all very good at it.
0: And what's been amusing to me is when they pull up. Now they've obviously got to have some form of, uh, I'd say, have worked out some sort of research with the people that are on the run, the fugitives, because generally, as you know, if you get someone knocking on your door and you get asked questions, you'd probably close the door rather quickly. So obviously there's been some form of, I suppose, exercise where people that are related to the hunters or to the fugitives would be uh, told that you may get knocks on the door, is that right?
1: Yeah, that's that's it exactly. If, um, if you're going to be used by the fugitives on the run, they have to be declared in advance and there's obviously um, paperwork and disclosures and things like that that will have to be agreed upon before the camera
0: rolls. Mm. The Hunter is based on a British series. Is this part of a franchise? Do you know, is that something they're going to, is it going to be a worldwide sort of a thing? Uh, It
1: started off, I believe, in the UK and very successful there. Uh, And it went to the Netherlands as well. They've done it in the United States and now they've brought it here. Um, Last year it was a ratings success for Channel 10 and I think uh, currently Series 2 is also done very well in the ratings so um, whether or not we see a third series or one with um, celebrities I don't know that's up to the producers
0: having watched some of the episodes it's certainly like they're trying to replicate some of the mo for tracking offenders like they're setting up a major incident room uh they're using automatic number plate recognition tracking surveillance cameras and mobile phones deliberate ploy
1: yeah the hunters can use all the powers of the state, uh, and that includes, as you just mentioned, uh, search warrants, telephone intercepts, uh, etc., cameras, access to things. Yep.
0: How has a TV reality show been able to do this? Like, how have you been able to pull surveillance cameras from shops and car parks and Federation Square?
1: The each team of fugitives are followed by a producer and a cameraman. Now part of their role is to find or obtain cameras where they are and then they'll put up a camera themselves and they'll film what that camera looks at and then they send that back into um, the television command centre and so if that is requested by the hunters we've got footage. The same as an ATM, they put a little camera there, someone goes to the ATM and they're, they're captured on that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all manufactured, if you will, mm-hmm. by the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: There seems to be genuine animosity between the hunters and the fugitives, the pairs of people that are on the run. Is that uh, pumped up or is that dramatic?
1: Yeah, it's a little bit of television license <laughs> there. I think it makes it, it makes it look good. Where I sit, I can see hq and what's going on as well as the hunters i don't i can't actually see uh, the fugitives until they're captured and it does get frustrating for the hunters they get very frustrated so some of it's ad-libbed but some of it is genuine frustration
0: i think is it ben's got some classic lines too that he pulls out every now and then
1: yes uh, he pulls a line out of his capture pants and, and away we go yeah
0: You've been with the program now for the second season. What were the initial challenges for the show?
1: Oh, I think dealing with the public, having the public see people running around with cameras and people following them. We had to notify Victoria Police of anything that we're doing. So they get calls and bits and pieces like that. But generally it's gone pretty smoothly, pretty smoothly. There hasn't been any issues as such.
0: And what was Vic Pol's response? Pretty
1: good. just went through the uh, media office and also the film and television office. Um, When we're doing the extractions at the end and things like that, quite often there'll be helicopters and boats and all that type of thing. So that generally causes a bit of public um, concern, but uh, Vic Pollard are there and that's fine. So there's never been an issue.
0: Is it difficult to track and investigate people without the usual sorts of assistance and systems you've got in place as a detective? Um,
1: not really. The Before the fugitives go on the run, they have to surrender all their uh, laptops, telephones and bits and pieces like that. Uh, they also have to nominate um, who they're going to use and they get interviewed. But that's not privy to the hunters at that stage. So the hunters find out who they are very early, I think, as soon as they go on the run and then they have to back backtrack through their devices, through um, Facebook, those sorts of things. Yeah, it's amazing how people these days live their lives in social media. So.
0: Well that was the other thing that I'm very interested in the fact they've been able to pull off like where people have deleted a lot of things and they've been able to still have access to it so that's actually been quite interesting
1: Yeah, yeah you think you delete something but it's there in the memory of the phone so, and the same as their, their laptops is the same
0: Asher, you worked on some of australia's top creams christopher badness bins and russell mad dog cox how do these hunted offenders the fugitives how do they compare with these two
1: uh chocolate cheese chocolate cheese it's it's interesting you get um, you get to know them when they're on the run uh, and you look at their biographies and things like that, and these are nice, normal people. You know, they're participating in a uh, in a television show. And, and that's the reality of it. It's a television show. It's not real life. But it's meant to replicate a chase when you're hunting someone, and it does it pretty well, I think.
0: I know in the first season, I think there are a couple of people that managed to escape in the chopper, if I remember. Don't tell us about the end of the second season. Has there been anyone that has been surprising? Has there been any sorts of surprises or eye-openers for you in the production of a television series?
1: The first thing I noticed was how many people are involved, particularly a production like this. Like, we currently have 20 fugitives on the run for season two, plus you have your five hunter teams out on the road, plus you have HQ hunters in there. Then there's the production people behind all that, which is that again and then some. And the amount of work and the equipment, that really was an eye-opener. The, the equipment they carry and use and real eye-opener to start with, now I'm a bit more used to it. But it was very intriguing.
0: And that's the other thing I think you don't realise when people quote figures of millions and millions of dollars for a series like this. That's where a lot of the money's coming, you know, that's where it's spent, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. Having seen the equipment, um, yeah. Well, there's a a, a full team that follow the fugitives. There's a cameraman, there's a sound man, there's a producer um, going with them 24 hours a day. Um, And the same with the crews. And the the backup people is just enormous. And the the amount of equipment. And it's expensive equipment, yeah.
0: Any frustrations for you, being a, a former detective inspector of some 40 years, has there been any frustrations where you've gone oh you know you either wish you'd been out there hunting them yourself or has there been any sorts of you know feelings that you wanted to get back into the swing of things and start <laughs> pursuing people
1: <laughs> yeah it's uh, it was funny the first series i was um, i was always on the side of the the hunters and the other guys in the office where, where we are they're all on the side of the fugitives they want the fugitives and i go what well, I- I was a copper for 44 years. I've got a, you know, the Hunter's got it, but I'm a little bit more evenly balanced these days and, and look at it and I sit there because I know what's going on and what's happening now. The guys at Hunter HQ, they're all very switched on. They know what they're doing, but it's frustrating when I think this is what you should be doing. This is the avenue of inquiry you should be following and they're not doing it and then all of a sudden they'll get round to it eventually. So that's where I get the frustration. Um, yeah, but it's all, it's all part
0: of it. And as you mentioned, The Hunted uh, rated very well in its first season, pulling, I think, more than uh, a million viewers or half a million viewers most episodes. How is it rating this season? Um, from what I've seen, it's,
1: uh, it's winning in most of its, its spots. I haven't looked lately, but um, the first few episodes of this series, they were ratings winners, yeah.
0: I I suppose it's also, as you said, it's opened your eyes to how much footage needs to be shot and how little of it ends up in the series and actually on the cutting room floor.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, when you think of, you've got 20 people on the run for 21 days, or the run goes for 21 days, hell of a lot of footage, and it's 12 hours a day, and it's nonstop.
0: And how has former associates and former VicPol members and current members, what's their response been to the show? Um, some
1: think it's great. Some think it's not. Typical coppers, they get a bit, you know, irate at these sort of things and then, you know, that's not real. And you know, It's television, you know. It is television. It's there to entertain. They make it as realistic as possible and behind the scenes, it is done that way. But at the end of the day, it's television, you know, and... Some coppers just don't get it.
0: And I think also some of them probably are more concerned that MO's being exposed, do you think?
1: That comes up all all the time. Procedures are not disclosed. Everybody knows about telephony decepts, everybody knows about listening devices, and everybody knows about surveillance. There are certain things that my role as referee I've said no to for matters of national security, uh, and we don't go there. I'll just say I'll just leave it at that, but we don't disclose everything. Yeah.
0: And I'd imagine there would be times when you'd have to draw a line and go, no, we're not doing that.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. A couple of requests have come through because these guys, you know they know their business, uh, the hunters, you know the ex-military, special forces, and the police as well. And they'll ask for certain things and that's my job as the referee to say yes or no. And when I've knocked things back, where you go in there and talk to them and say this is why and they are, they're perfectly good with it perfectly good with it
0: some of those hunted ground crews been extremely amusing when they've leapt up on fences and stuff like that and right. you know they're really into it i know they're getting paid and they'd probably be getting good dollars but has that been interesting for you that people are actually still committed to a task even though it's not their usual mo and and generally not you know, obviously working for a, a service.
1: Absolutely. They get right into it um, and they get to, to know who they're chasing and it becomes a real cat and mouse thing. And and you can feel it. Yeah, it's exciting. Will there be another season, do you think, Ken? I hope so. I don't see why there wouldn't be. It's, uh, again, a rating success. I think it's uh, it's good. It's different. It's not a cooking show. It's not a building show, it's something completely different and I think that's what uh, Australian television needed and that's probably why it's done so well.
0: Didn't get a Guernsey in the Logies though, unfortunately.
1: No, sadly not this year, but uh, there's always next year.
0: What's next for you now, Ken? Fix the lights in my office here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nothing, I'll just uh, sit back and watch the series and, and enjoy it and if uh, if a season three comes my way, I'm more than happy to accept it. Yeah. It's been a, a very good experience and I've learnt a lot. And they're very good people to work with at Endemol Shine.
0: Well, that's good because you need that level of professionalism when you're working in something like this. Has it impressed you that they've got that level of professionalism? Because it's not always there in television production companies.
1: Right. Well, you'd know more than me. But, yeah, I found them uh, brilliant from day one. Uh, very good. Very good. Very inclusive of everybody. There's obviously a structure as who's who you know and in what roles but they're very embracing of all their staff and and people involved in it it's 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 good to work on
0: has there been any injuries because I'd imagine there, there must be something where someone's fallen over the fence or done something has there been anything where all of a sudden you've gone oh because even professionals have accidents
1: yeah um, no we haven't had any issues it's been a couple I think series one a couple of guys. Fell over when they're being pursued by the hunters, and they had a bit of skin off and a little bit of blood there. But that—that's—that's that's it. There was there's no serious injuries or anything like that.
0: Yeah. All in all, uh, a good season.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been been good. I, I uh, love the experience. It's it's been fantastic. Yeah.
0: Thanks very much, Ashley, for sitting with me once again on the Crime Couch. Pleasure,
1: Rochelle. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining me. I'm Rochelle Jackson, and I look forward to your company next time on The Crime Cage.